25th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew, beginning in verse number 1. And I'm going to read down to verse number 13. 13 long verses. While you're going there, I want to let you know that after service at the table in the back, there are going to be some CDs and DVDs available uh, for you to purchase if you would like to. And I promise you they will bless you and you can listen to them over and over. And also share them with your friends. Amen. We got to get the word out. One of those that will be at the back table, I bought three of them up I want to tell you about. I might have mentioned this the other night, but this is absolutely one of my favorite messages that I ever had a chance to preach. The title of it is, There Is No Place Like Hell. There's no place like hell. I promise you, you don't want to go. People don't want to talk about hell no more. And you know something? If you listen, nobody goes to hell. Everybody say. It don't matter how they live their life. If you go to a funeral, they're in a better place. I'm like, come on now. Everybody's not going to heaven. Amen. And people try to sugarcoat it. They try to make it nicer to handle. We don't even have funerals no more. We don't have funerals. They're home-going celebrations. We don't have graveyards. They are memorial gardens. Amen. Trying to make everything so nice and, and easy to swallow. But I'm telling you, hell is real. Hell is hot. Hell is eternal. And you don't want to go. So you need to get that CD and listen to it. Another CD that's going to be available after service is a message called The High Cost of Walking Away. The High Cost of Walking Away. You know, Jesus said people won't come to him because they love darkness rather than light. Some people feel like, man, I want to be saved, but man, you're too demanding. You've got too many rules and I can't do this and I can't do that. And they think it's a high cost, but it's a higher cost. To walk away. And the last one I want to tell you about is another CD message called I Know a Specialist. And God laid this message on my heart and I looked at the world and you know, I come to the conclusion the world is sick. The world is sick and it's not getting any better. And so I said, Lord, Lord, what, what did this world need? God said the world needs to go to the spiritual hospital. And God said, get on my x-ray machine, go into the ICU unit. God said, I see you. <laughs> Amen. And let him examine you, and he's the only one that can fix you. Jesus is the specialist. And that will be a blessing to you. If you listen to that one over and over again, you will really, really be blessed by it. Amen. How many ready for the word? How many ready for the word? Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse number 1. Jesus is speaking concerning the kingdom of heaven. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Somebody say, no oil. They took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, glory to God, midnight, strange things happen at the midnight hour. 
And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, guess what happened? The bridegroom came. And they that were ready. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. The final warning, verse number 13. Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You don't know when he's coming. You don't know when he's coming. But who are the ones that's going to get in? They that are ready. Brothers and sisters, more than anything in this world, we've got to be ready. Amen. When? Right now. Anybody know what time it is? What time is it? What time is it? It's high time. Let's pray together. Father, in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, it is high time for somebody to make their minds up. It's high time for somebody, Lord God, to quit playing church. It's high time, Lord, for us to take your word seriously. Speak to every individual, Lord God. Speak to us collectively. The time is about two minutes to midnight. And God, your approaching is imminent. Help us, God, to realize the hour that we're living in and to do all that we can do to be prepared for your soon return. We ask your blessings to come upon us like we've never had it before. And this we ask in Jesus' name. And the church say amen. 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 Clap your hands to the Lord one more time while you're being seated. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Tonight, today I'm going to talk to you about give us your oil. Give us your oil. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Now, some people don't seem to be too excited. <laughs> Woo, but I'm telling you, I can't wait for the sounding of the trumpet because it is going to happen. Now, the Bible tells us in this parable, Jesus began to speak to us about his return. He, t he gave it in the story of what we call the ten virgins. In this particular story, Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven likened unto ten virgins, the Bible says, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. All ten of them were wanting to go. How many here want to go? All ten of them were wanting to go. All ten of them were expecting to go. Not only did they have an invitation to go, but they were expected to be active participants in the wedding. Amen. They were maidens. They were bridesmaids. They were going to be a part of the ceremony. Amen. I have an announcement to make today. All of you have been invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yeah. 
of you got invitations to go? How many want to go? Not everybody raised their hand, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That happens in church. Amen. Everybody don't want to go to heaven, believe it or not. But I want to go to heaven so bad. I'm not going to let you stop me. I ain't going to let no job stop me. I ain't going to let no situation stop me. Amen. That's how bad I want to go to heaven. If the Bible says do it, you can count on me. I'm ready to do it. Hallelujah. All ten of these young ladies were preparing to meet the bridegroom. Then they brought with them their lamps. Amen. You've got to have the right tools to make it. And the Bible says they had oil in their lamps. Now, five of these young ladies were wise. And five were what? Foolish. Foolish. You know what that tells me? That tells me that in every church service you're going to have two types of people. In every congregation, you're going to have two types of people in the church. You're going to have wise folk and you're going to have foolish folk. Amen. And you can tell which one is which. The foolish, oh, they come to church like, man, you ought to be glad I showed up today. They walk in here like they're the star, you know. They come in and sit down. Okay, preacher, do your thing. Come on, see if you can move me. Amen. They sit there and stare at you and look at you like, come on, do something. Amen. Looking for a show. Looking for some entertainment. Amen. Oh, he don't hoop. I don't like the way he don't hoop. I mean, you got, you got a church of dime a dozen of preachers hooping all over the pulpit, and that's all they do is hoop. Well, 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 Oh, Lord, we about to have church now. Well, up here this morning, ha! Hold in my right mind, yeah, ha! And then the drummer started going, boom, 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 boom. Then everybody started shouting and dancing. Folks love that stuff. They come out of church, man. They all sweaty and everything. Lord, we had church today. What did the preacher say? I don't know, but we had church. I'm tired of that mess. I don't want to have nothing to do with that mess. I want something that's going to challenge me, something that's going to move me, something that's going to get me ready for heaven. You got the foolish. Then you got the wise. The wise, they, they come in hungry. They come in thirsty. They sit on the edge of their seats. They they sit there, come on preacher, speak to me preacher. Hey man, tell me what I need to do. You can tell those folk in the church. You got the wise and you got the foolish. Now the Bible says here the difference between the two. Jesus said, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Somebody say no oil. Now, they, they had a little bit of oil in their lamps, but they didn't bring no extra oil. That, 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 that's the people that come to church and they just say, all I want is a little bit of blessing. All I want to do is get a little feeling. I don't want to get knocked over in my chair. I don't want to get up and run around the building. My hair is too good. My shoes, I don't want to scuff them up. I just want a little bit of blessing. All you satisfied with is just a little oil. Uh-huh. 
That's the foolish, right? But watch this. Watch this. And the wise, verse 4 said, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. In other words, the wise weren't satisfied with just enough. They brought extra oil. Glory to God. I want an extra blessing. I want an extra anointing. I want an extra spirit. Hallelujah. I'll never be satisfied with where I am. I always want more. More power. I want more word. I want more of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall what? They shall be filled. Everybody say filled. See, you know what? The church, the church, it's not just a gathering place of sleepy saints. No, 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 no. The church is a feeling station. Now, see, some of y'all don't even know what that is. Some of y'all have never experienced a feeling station. Nowadays, we got service stations. See, there's a difference <laughs> between a filling station and a service station. See, back in the day, they had filling stations. You remember filling stations? You drive up on the property, there's a little hut. And the guy's sitting inside just waiting for cars to come up. He can't wait for your car. Your car pull up and he jumps out the car. You can't even get out your car. He jumps out, knocks on your window, what you need. You don't have to get out. I'll put the gas in for you. Pop the hood. He's under the hood checking the wires. He's checking the tire pressure. That's a filling station. When you come to church, you say, Lord Jesus, pop the hood. Check my wires. Make sure I got enough pressure to make it all the way. I can't live on what the gas I got last week. I can't live on what I got at the last revival. I need this every time I come to church. Fill me up. Fill me up. Because I got to go all the way. I can't go halfway. I got to go all the way. Somebody say, fill me up. Glory to God. Every time we get together, we ought to be saying, Lord, fill me up. Every prayer meeting, Lord, fill me up. Every church service, Lord, fill me up. We can't just sit there and be complacent and say, I'm satisfied. You're not going to make it that way. You, you gotta, you gotta not just want some oil. You gotta want extra oil. Cause you and I don't know how much it's going to take to get us from here to there. And I want to make sure I got enough. Because I've been through too much to miss it now. I prayed too much to turn around now. I've been through too many trials. Amen. To miss it right now. Hallelujah. My mind's made up. I'm going all the way. Amen. And then he says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Let me tell you, Jesus has been tarrying for more than 2,000 years. For more than 2,000 years, preachers have been preaching. Jesus is coming. They've been watching for him. Paul thought he was going to see the coming of the Lord. The apostle John thought he was going to see the coming of the Lord. Generation after generation of preachers is telling us Jesus is coming. He ain't come yet. But that don't mean he ain't coming. It's closer today than it was yesterday. It's closer now than it was three seconds ago. He is still coming. And while he tarried, they fell asleep. All of them did. Every last one of us, every last one of us have fallen asleep, slumbered, and slept. And here we are. If we could look at God's clock, it would be two minutes to midnight. 
Amen. And the Bible says at the midnight hour, a cry was made. Wake up, church. It's time. The bridegroom is coming. Go ye out to meet him. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, what a day that's going to be. When that trumpet sounds, hallelujah. What did the Bible say? The Bible says then, verse 7, all those virgins arose. They trimmed their lamps. They were ready to go. This is the moment we've been looking for. This is the moment we've been praying about. Oh, I wonder, what, what's it going to be like that morning that Jesus come back for the church? When we hear the trumpet sound and the dead in Christ rise first, oh, what a day that's going to be. And I'm going to tell you something, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And when that day comes, the foolish are going to rise up with the wise and say, Come on, y'all, let's go. Let's get our lamps. It's time to make the journey. And when they trim their lamps, the foolish recognize they didn't have no oil. You know why? Because they kept listening to that voice that says, you got time. You got time. You don't need to pray through the day. You don't need to get all excited today. You don't have to give your life to God today. You got time. And everybody keep thinking, I got time. I can wait till the next service. I got to get myself together. That's the biggest lie that came out of hell. You know you're not living right. You know you can do more for God than what you're doing. Nobody got to tell you. But you listen to that voice that says, ain't nobody perfect. That's a lie out of hell to cause you to keep staying where you stand. But God is saying, come unto me just like you are. Bring your mess with you. Bring your problems with you. Bring your addictions with you. You can't make yourself better. You can't get yourself together. If you could get yourself together... You wouldn't need God. Amen. Amen. You just got to own up and say, I messed up. I need help. God, help me now. You need to get the oil right now. You need to get the Holy Ghost right now. You need to make up your mind right now. Don't put it off. Quit playing around. Because when that trumpet sounds, when the midnight hour comes, the foolish, uh uh-oh, we didn't know he was coming tonight. (laughs) Look at the Bible, look at the Bible, look at this, look at this. I want you to make sure I'm in the book. Verse number 8. And the foolish said unto the wise. What did they say? Give us your oil. Why? Because our lamps are gone out. Oh my goodness. Verse 9. But the wise answered saying, uh-uh, not so. But we don't have no more oil. And you got extra. Give us some of yours. Uh Uh-uh. You need some money? I might be able to help you. You need a place to stay? I can make some phone calls. But when it comes to the oil, when it comes to the oil, I can't give you none of my oil. I prayed too hard for this oil. I fasted too hard for this oil. I got to make it myself. And you got to save yourself. I'm not going to slow down for you. I'm not going to cause myself to be compromised just for you. I can't give you my oil. Oh, but we Christians, we're supposed to share. Not my oil. 
Because see, in the Bible, the oil represents the Holy Ghost. I, look, I can't give you the Holy Ghost, even if I wanted to. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. There is no man that ever walked this earth, no preacher, no matter how powerful he is, how many books he's written, or what TV shows he's on, he can't give you the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist was called the greatest of all the prophets. And John said, I baptize him with water under repentance. But there's one that's coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. you got to get it from him. Amen. Not so. I can't give you none of my oil. I love you. But I can't give you the Holy Ghost. You got to get that on your own. Amen. <laughs> so the, the foolish was like, well, how are we going to get it? Well, <laughs> I guess you're going to have to go back to where you first got it from. <laughs> where did we get the oil in the first place? Well, uh, I think we got it from Walmart. <laughs> oh, well, we need to get some oil. Y'all stay here. We're running to Walmart. <laughs> and we're going to get some oil. Well, y'all better hurry up. Don't y'all go nowhere. Come on, girls. Those five foolish ran. Now they running. They didn't want to run in church. Now they running. See, some people want to wait to the last minute. Some people want, I don't feel like praising God. I don't see why I got to do this. I don't want to. It's not about you. It's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. God said, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. We ain't taking no substitute. When you praise God, he wants everything. All your heart, all your mind, all your strength. The problem with some folks, they just too pretty. They just too cute to praise God. Oh, but these, these five foolish, they were running. They were running to Walmart. Girl, we better hurry up. The Lord is here. We better hurry up. Come on, quit legging around. Come on. Broke the heels. Curls coming undone. I see them busting up in the Walmart. They didn't care who's looking at them now. They desperate now. Hey, which aisle is the oil on? Oh, aisle number seven. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay, girls, we got to get this off. Oh, Lord. Look at all this oil. We got Crisco oil. We got cauliflower oil. Oh, my goodness. Which oil do we need? <laughs> they up there looking. Here's a guy, he, he, he's an angel, right? He's an angel. They don't know he's an angel. He's walking by with a shopping basket. He said, uh, ladies, you're on the wrong aisle. Y'all need to go down an industrial area where the automobile oil is. Oh, yeah, we got to go down there. Come on, y'all. They run down there to the, to the hardware section, and they looking at the oil. Oh, and it's a whole lot of different brands. Which oil do we get? Let me tell you something. Not any oil going to do. Amen. You better make sure you got the right oil. Hallelujah. You better be paying attention when your pastor preaching and know that you got the right salvation. That you in the right church. Just because they got a steeple don't mean it's a church. Just because they got stained glass. That don't mean it's the right church. You got to have the right oil. Hallelujah. You got to have the right oil. Somebody say the right oil. 
glory to God. They sitting around, they looking, okay, we got Quaker State, and we got this. What kind of oil do we get? Here, here come that, here come that man in the cart. He walking past. He said, uh, ladies, the oil y'all need is that three in one. Three in one. <laughs> the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Three in one. You better make sure you got the right oil. Because any old oil, it's not going to do. Can you say amen? amen? Now they got the right oil. Okay, girls, we got the right oil. All right, we got to get back. We got to get back. Do we have enough? Make sure we got enough. Get a box of it. Amen. They load up on the oil. Now they're making their way back. Okay. Make sure we got enough. We got enough. Come on, y'all. Let's hurry up. Now they're they trying to get back. Trying to get back. Dress get all torn. They start runs in the stockings. All of a sudden, that old, that old pretty little sister don't look all that pretty now. You see, I believe, I believe when you come to church, God ain't interested in how cute you look. And I, I, I'm of the firm belief you ain't really praising God till you got that ugly praise going on. When you got your face all messed up. I mean, that's when you're serious about praising God. You ain't worried about who's looking at you and who's going to be talking about you. Hallelujah. You praise Him so hard you don't even worry about that stuff. Finally, they make their way back. Whew. We got it. We made it. Bring the oil in here. Hey, girls, we got... Hey, what... The wise are gone. Uh-uh. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. We told them we're going to be right back. We told them that it won't take long. I can't believe they left us. I love you, but I ain't going to wait for you. The engineer, he's standing outside the train right now. This train is bound for glory. This train is bound for glory. The engineer said, all aboard! Hallelujah. And man, I got my reservation. I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I got my ticket. I've got my seat reserved. I'm getting on the train. Hallelujah. And when that train starts to move, it don't go in reverse. When that train starts to move, it ain't going to slow down. When that train starts the movement. Only they that are ready. Only they that are ready. When you need to get ready? Right now. What time is it? What time is it? Now is the time. Today is the day. You want to get on the train? Get your ticket. Don't put it off another second. Don't wait another minute. They were gone. Those five foolish virgins. They were like, oh my goodness, they left us. Is it too late? They, no, it ain't too late. We can still go. Do we have enough oil? I believe so. They came on anyway. They came on anyway. When they got to where the marriage was at, the door was shut. But, uh, oh, see, and that's what the devil wants you to think. You got time. You got time. Them five foolish man, they ran up on the porch of that place. Whoa, we made it. Oh, they looking real bad now. 
I mean, they done sweated their curls out. All of them got afros. <laughs> but at least we're here. At least we're here. Knock on the door, girl. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, how do I look? Girl, you look terrible. That's all right. I don't care. I don't care how I look. See, they don't care how they look now. They should have been thinking that when they was in church. Amen. I, I don't care. Well, at least we're here. You know we late. I know we late. Better late than never. Not with God. Not with God. He's a on time God. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to be on time with God. You're on his schedule. He's not on yours. God's schedule says now. Everyone say now. God's schedule says today. Everyone say today. So what, what you going to do? What you going to do? We're going to see what you're going to do in a minute. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, we done missed the ceremony. But they partying. They had the party going on. We ain't going to miss the party. All of a sudden, the door opens up. They were expecting a servant. Jesus opened the door. They stood there looking at him. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus said, can I help you? Hello? They were like, Lord, it's me. It's me. We're, we were supposed to be part of the wedding. And we missed it. We're late. But we're here. Jesus said, I don't know you. Huh? I don't know you. But, but Lord, I know you know me. I mean, I, I was raised up in the church. My daddy's a deacon. My mom sings in the choir. I don't know you. Because you're not going to make it on somebody else's religion. You're not going to make it on somebody else's experience. God said, I don't know you. The other one walks up. Wait a minute, Lord. I know you remember me. I'm the one that, you know, I do that shout, you know. I know I don't do it all the time. But every now and then, I don't know you. Lord, Lord. I know I ain't been faithful, and I know I ain't been everything I need to be, but God, I know you remember me. There's seven billion people in the world. I know it can get rough sometimes. God said, no, I don't know you. Now, some people be thinking, how can the all-knowing God not, not know you? Because, see, you, 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 you don't understand what that word know means. He's not saying... I don't know who you are. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head. He knows your social security number. He knows every secret in your closet. He knows all about you. But he's not talking about that. That word know means relationship. It means intimacy. Like when God presented Eve to Adam, the Bible says Adam knew Eve. They had relationship. They talked together. They walked together. They had relationship. You ain't going to make it without a relationship. You can't be on the outside peripheral. Amen. I go to church kind of Christian. You got to know him. You got to know him. Paul said, oh, that I might know him. In the power of the resurrection, you got to have a relationship. And that's what's so wrong with so many Christian people, so-called saved folk. They don't have a relationship. God is like a, a prescription bottle in the medicine cabinet. They only go for them when they feel like they need them. God said, I don't play that. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to tell you that you're my own. I want to be in your school with you. I want to go to work with you. I want to be in your apartment with you. He wants a relationship. 
If you ain't got it, you're not going to make it. I don't know you. And the door was shut. They had, these ladies had an invitation. They were supposed to be there. They were part of the ceremony. But that wasn't enough to get them in. They didn't make it. So we need to quit fooling ourselves into thinking, I'm okay. I'm all right. God knows my heart. He knows it's rebellious. He knows you're full of religion, but you don't have truth. Amen. We got so many lost people in the church that if the rapture took place right now, a whole bunch of folks wouldn't make it. Because we ain't got no oil. Give us your oil. I want it. I want it. I want to. David said he anointed my head with oil and my cup is running. Listen, don't just get a little bit of oil. Don't settle for a little bit of oil, young lady. Get all you can get. Say, I want more. I'm more and more until I'm running over, until I'm drunk with the Spirit. Amen. Everybody don't want it, believe it or not. Some say they do, but pride. Pride keeps them away from it. But the one that can give you the oil is here today. Somebody say, give us your oil. It's not too late, but don't you wait till it's too late. I'm getting ready to close this message right here, but I'm going to have to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story in my closing. Because when I think about this oil, it takes me back. To this story I heard about this young girl. Her name was Dorothy. And uh, she lived in Kansas. You know Dorothy. She had a little dog named Toto. You know her. You know her. Something happened to Dorothy. She had a out of body experience. <laughs> she ended up in this land that was different. From what she ever experienced. All she wanted to do was get home. She met up with this dude called the Scarecrow. Together they was trying to find this city. With the only instruction was walk down the yellow brick road. On one occasion as they were walking down the yellow brick road. Dorothy got hungry. She told the Scarecrow I'm hungry. I haven't had nothing to eat. They walked up on a, on a, on a thing full of apple trees. Scarecrow said, look, all these apple trees, go get you something to eat. Dorothy and the Scarecrow started plucking the apples, and the trees came alive. (laughs) The trees were like, hey, what are you doing? They're plucking fruit off my tree. Leave me alone. You ain't getting none of these apples. Scarecrow said, but she's hungry. I don't care when she's hungry. You ain't getting none of my fruit. And Dorothy was like, oh, no. Scarecrow said, I got a plan. I know how you can get some apples off that tree. Watch this, Dorothy. Scarecrow got in front of the trees. Your mama's so ugly. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. (laughs) He started talking to that tree, messing with him, you know, messing with the tree. Tree got mad. Why are you plucking apples off and throwing apples at him? Apples everywhere. Scarecrow said, look, Dorothy. (laughs) They ran and started picking up the apples. 
And they went over here to this little garden. And while Dorothy was picking up an apple, she stopped. And she said, look, a foot made out of ten. And they looked up and lo and behold, it was a tin man. And that joker was just standing there frozen in space. Like some people are in church. Hello? Can't move. Can't smile. Oh, let me leave. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. He was just frozen. Dorothy was like, how long he been like this? All of a sudden, he said, shh, listen, he's saying something. Scarecrow, I mean, the, old, the old tin man said, oil. He said, oil. They looked over and saw oil can. Picked it up. What do you want us to do with this? Tin man said, my mouth. His mouth. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Mm. Oh, my neck, my neck. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh. My shoulders, squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, my knees, squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, my feet, squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, and the more oil he got. I say the more oil he got, the more he can move. The more he can get. Look, that's what y'all problem is. Y'all need some oil. Y'all need some of that Holy Ghost oil that'll get you to moving. That'll get you to shouting. That'll get you to dancing. Some of y'all too stiff, but you need the oil. Somebody say, give us your oil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give an altar call right now only for those that are thirsty. Only for those that want the oil. Would you stand? I want you to stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give us your oil. I, I want it. I want it. If you don't want it, I want it. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. I don't want to just be religious. I want the right oil. I want my cup. Running over. Hallelujah. We know in the Bible, the oil represents the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And in closing, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make an appeal to you today. I'm going to do it the way Jesus did it. Is that all right? The Bible says in John, I believe it's the seventh chapter, Jesus had been teaching in the multitude. At the end of his message, Jesus looked out at the crowd and he said this. If... Any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible says, this spake he of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so, we sing the song, To Be Like Jesus. Well, today I'm going to give that same altar call the same exact way. Any one of you are thirsty, let him come. Would you stand and come out to the front of the church? Only those that are thirsty. I just want you to gather in, gather in, just gather in. Gather in, gather in. You said, but Brother Easter, my life ain't together. He didn't say you had to have a perfect life. All he said is, if any man thirsts, all you got to have is a desire. That's what he's looking for. Desire. I want. I want. If you want it, he said, come.
But wait a minute. How, how come I can't stay back here in my chair? Jesus said, come. Come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me from the east, from the west, the north, and the south. God said, you going to have to make a move. Come unto me. All right? Amen. And now, you have obeyed. What else did he say? He said, if any man thirst, that's important. You got to want this. It's not going to be forced on you. You got to want it. Some people come up to the front and they look so depressed. I say, good, you're about ready to go to heaven. No smile, no nothing. Just like, what is your problem? about to have the greatest gift the world could ever experience. Your name is about to be written in the Lamb's book of life. You're going to walk the streets of gold one day and you're acting all depressed? Like you leaving your best friend. The devil ain't your friend. Come unto me whosoever thirst. Amen. And what did he say? He said, come unto me all ye that thirst and drink and drink he said and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water he was talking about the Holy Ghost now come unto me and drink everyone say drink, drink. now let me ask you a question you seem like an intelligent brother have you ever seen <laughs> have you ever seen anybody drink with their mouth shut nope. no way no way. You can't drink with your mouth shut. And you can't receive the oil or receive the spirit with your mouth shut. To drink of the spirit, you got to open your mouth. Okay, well, Brother Esau, open my mouth. What do I do? You fill your mouth with praise. With praise. That's right. You got to open your mouth. Vocally begin to praise God. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, you go ahead and sit down then. Because you ain't going to get nothing. Why praise? Why praise? Because the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. So you know what's going to happen in the spirit realm? When you praise God. That's why we, that's why we praise God. When you send up praise, Spirit comes down. Every time you utter praise, spirit comes in. I love you, Lord. You're amazing. God, you're awesome. Lord, I thank you. But when you, the more you praise Him, the more spirit comes in. Now, some folks be like, well, Brother Easter, you know, I'm not used to this. And I don't know exactly how to praise. Let me give you something. The highest praise is what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the highest expression of praise you can give them. If you don't do nothing but say hallelujah, say it out loud. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a hallelujah. Spirit. Hallelujah. Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirit. Hallelujah. And, and he said, it shall be in you a river coming up out of you. And when the spirit comes up out of you, your language will change the Bible says these signs 
saints shall follow them that believe. They shall speak in new tongues, in another tongue. That's what they did in the Bible. It still works the same today. Amen? When that spirit comes out, your language changes to an unknown tongue. You say, man, I don't understand that. You don't have to understand it. You just have to believe it. Faith. And just as easy for you to speak, you can speak in tongues. Just that easy. Oh, glory to God, I feel it in here right now. I believe somebody that never spoke in tongues is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost today and going to walk out of here full of the oil. How many still thirsty? How many folks in here have been filled with the Holy Ghost and you spoke in tongues before? Raise your hand. You spoke in tongues. Look at that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not delusional. <laughs> I know this thing works. Amen. You ready? Ready? You ready? All right. <laughs> you ready? You ready? That's my cousin right there. That's my cousin right there, y'all. Are you ready? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you bow your heads with me just for a moment? We got to deal with some sin questions. Lord Jesus, you see us here right now. We're thirsty. We want the best. We we want change in our lives. We want a real relationship with you. And God, we come before you now just as we are with all of our mistakes and all of our sin. And we, we admit, Lord, you are right and we are wrong. You are holy. We are unholy. You are strong. We are weak. And God, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. We don't take joy in doing what's wrong. Sometimes we can't help it. But Lord, we come to you today asking for the blood of Jesus to provide a covering for us. Can't make it on our own. We need you. We need you. Lord, forgive me of what I've done. Forgive me of the things I've said. Even the thoughts that are not right, I bring them before you, Lord. Forgive me in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I want to tell you something. If you prayed that prayer, God has forgiven you. The Bible says he's quick to forgive you. So clap your hands and say thank you. (laughs) All your sins forgiven. All right. Just a few more minutes of instruction and then we're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, I want you to get refilled again. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, I want you to receive it fresh. The Spirit of God is in this room. You're going to praise Him and you're going to be filled. You're going to speak in another tongue. Now there are people that have questions about tongues. What is this tongues? What is this? I don't understand. I am speaking in tongues right now. Anybody know what language it is? It's English. Tongues is a language. Isn't that right? Amen. When you receive the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, you yield your tongue. You yield your language. I'm going to yield my language right now and I'm going to speak Spanish. Como esta? Feliz Navidad. That's about it. That's about all I know. But what I want you to understand is this. 
I can't speak Spanish and English at the same time. That means I have to make a choice. I've got to stop one language to speak another. That's called yielding. When the Holy Ghost is moving on you and filling you up, you have to stop praising in English and just say whatever utterances or sounds. It's, 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 it sometimes it sounds like baby talk. It sounds foolish. Your mind is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't even think. It's not carnal. You're doing spiritual work. And you trust God and you let those utterances flow out. You let those sounds flow. What's going on? It's not your mind talking to God. It's your spirit talking to God. Amen. And as you let that flow out of you, speaking in the sounds that you don't even know where they are, just letting your spirit connect with his spirit, it flows. It gets stronger. It gets stronger and stronger. And then you hear yourself speaking in tongues. And that's how you know you've been filled with the whole Hallelujah. Lift your hands toward heaven right now. Close your eyes. I want you to picture Jesus Look at him, see him, however you want to see him on the cross. See him with his hands outstretched, whatever you want to see him. But in the next few minutes, he's going to fill you up as you lift your voices and begin to praise him. Father, by the authority of the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister, receive the Holy Ghost. Brother, receive the Holy Ghost. Guests, receive the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice right now and go let God fill you with the oil. Hallelujah! 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 That's it. Come on! Hallelujah! Yes! Yeah! You're drinking. You're drinking it in. You're drinking it in. You are drinking it in. Go, go, go. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's good. That's good. That's it. Come on. You're drinking it in. You're drinking it in. Now, receive it. Loose your tongue. Go, 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 go. No more English. That's the Holy Spirit. He comes in the name. The joy, the joy of the Lord, moving all over you in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you. We love you. That's it, that's it. Loose your tongue and let it go. Give us your oil. Give us the Holy Ghost oil. Give me you. Give us the Holy Ghost oil. Give me you. Give us the Holy Ghost oil. Give me you. Give us the Holy Ghost oil. Give me you. Give us the Holy Ghost oil. Give me you. Give us the Holy Ghost o
It's in your mouth. It's in your mouth. It's in your mouth.